you're listening to the Taku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. We're from the TakuSpirit.com website, where you can go for our news reviews, coverage of noodle anime, as well as our wonderful community informer links at the top. Social media links. Social media links on top right side. <laughs> this is a great start. Is it? Yes, it is. Are you sure? Yes. But yeah, this you is got people on the screen. Good observation. We, this is a discussional podcast episode. We talk about the news that seems important to us. Uh, get some discussion going on. Unfortunately, not a huge amount of news this last two weeks. And unfortunately, our, our wonderful community, the form of links to the top, are not giving us enough questions. So I've seen a, I seen a, uh, a, a, a request on Twitter for questions. Yeah. So if there there is and it got lots of favorites, so I know people acknowledged it. That's the other problem. (laughs) It's like you favorite my tweet. I appreciate that, but that also shows me how many people seen it and did not reply to it. So uh, you got a couple replies, just no new questions. No one reply said that they hope that all the replies are about party subs. Yeah. Let's hope. And then I replied that saying that Rem always likes party subs. But that even makes it even worse for what was it? Uh, it was waifu for sale. Waifu for sale, yeah. That makes it even worse for you. You didn't you didn't apply a question there. I guess that might have been a question in some weird way. Maybe I missed it. Uh, but yeah, hopefully we still have enough discussion here. Um, if not, maybe it was a Jeopardy type thing. He answered the question with an answer. That's not that's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> this is not. This is not. Uh, but yeah, let's. We have we we have some uh, news to go through here. Not not completely dry. Maybe a couple of them will give some nice discussion. I do have a pretty cool little discussional uh, segment that might be, have some cool things come out of that one. But we'll see as we go along. We always we always worry about not having enough length, and then it ends up turning out pretty cool. You have anything other than what we're gonna go into here that you want to talk about first, though? Anything important happening in your life? Uh, I'm. Sucking. Have you won the world? No, Persona Five is killing me. Yeah, yeah. I hate it now. So I hate that cat. <laughs> but he's the cat. <laughs> I hate it. Even uh, more. What's the point in putting me in the bedroom if you're go- just gonna make me go to bed? Just put me to bed or something. What's worse is when the cat's not technically around. It's still. It's like he's still there. But I, I think the, the issue that I have the most, though, is the the fact that I got pretty close to the end, and I think it's, like, wrapping up, and, and I realized that I could not even find the confident, my last confidant, to get it, and that really made me angry. 120, 130 hours in, and I'm not going to get the stupid confidant trophy. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to complete it and be done with it. Was it <laughs> wasn't, with my life. Was it another one outside of the one that you, you were telling me about the other day? No, that's the only one. You only I have every single one of them maxed out, except for that one. <laughs> That's so. all right. Second time through, on or at least on my side, I'll I'll be making sure I get times through. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm no, already, I'm saying I'm going to make sure that I do that character. So hopefully that problem won't happen online. So you'll get your trophy the second time through. I got pretty much every other trophy though, and uh, but no, I'm I'm already getting interested back into Final Fantasy XIV or Elmer Born. So I'll probably go into that one next and. See if I can enjoy that. But we just got done doing a few reviews on light novels. Yep. So that's that's coming to you guys eventually, <laughs> whenever whenever they can fit in there in the midweeks. Um, so I know, like I said, I, I asked people if they wanted more, if they wanted light novel or manga reviews, and they said yes. So we'll start doing that. Hopefully, hopefully I'll. I'm gonna. It, what sucks is like I have so many that I've already read through, but I'm gonna have to re 
read through them just to have them fresh in my mind before doing a review. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have to read through all 27 Claymores again just to get a refresh in my mind. Um, and then Origamis, the nice Sidonia. I mean, Silent Voice, I would love to do that one. But we'll probably put that with the movie whenever we finally get the movie. I've, it seems that Silent Voice may be better than your name. What? That's what I'm hearing. I, that, that's the thing is though, like because when those because those were two were like hitting right beside each other and everybody was freaking out about your name and I'm like, but a silent voice got adapted. That's got to be amazing because I love the manga. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then everybody's like just chiming on that one. It's like, well, okay, so maybe that's got to be really good. So, well, I it, hope it's I, it's the first first group that I've heard actually do a review side by side and they said that they they leaned more towards a silent voice well, no because they did it the the um scotland scotland loves anime they they were they had those side by side and everybody was going on your name the only person that was opposed mm-hmm. to that was uh miles from crunchyroll he mm-hmm. was sold on a silent voice oh i and i i'm i'm near positive i'll, I'll be that way so yeah is I I almost don't want to. I mean, wanna... your name has got to be something special to take that that crown away, away from uh, Silent Voice for me. So well, I know a lot of people are also kind of mentioning the idea that well, technically your name is it was writ wrote and made for that movie. It's it's all encompassing. Whereas a Silent Voice technically has a bunch of characters that were explored in the manga that aren't explored in the movie. So maybe that kind of leaves that from being able to come out. Of uh, perfection. I mean, that was what we were talking about when we first heard mm-hmm. that it was going to be a movie. It was like, but you can't adapt that much stuff in a movie, so they're going to have to cut the side characters. Sure enough, they do. And so it's like, well, you almost wish that maybe it had that little extra time so that it could hit all the side characters. Or maybe the director thought that that was not enough to... Or it would be too much of a distraction in a movie. We'll see. You could have made it another Titanic four-hour movie. <laughs> I wouldn't have mind. <laughs> Uh, budgets, you know, they have to keep to a certain area there. I still say Wiki was lying on that. <laughs> I told him at some point that it was like a four-hour movie. He's like, no, it's not. I'm like, Google to Titanic. There you go, Chris. It was four hours, and I hate every no, minute No, I of think it. you said it was three hours or something yeah, like probably. that. Yeah, probably. Something like that. Doesn't matter. Wiki lied. No, Wiki lies. Wikipedia's always right. I mean, how can something that anybody can edit be ever wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's right when they edit Wikipedia. Somebody get, gets on Wikipedia. It felt like four hours. Dang it. <laughs> See, Chris? Four hours. Even the guy angrily on there said it. Has, like, explanation points and, and ones after it. It's gotta be true. But no, I I almost feel, because we're at this point now where it's... We're, we're past the hype of the movies being in theaters. We're kind of getting that point where it's being released on Blu-ray. It's on, like, iTunes UK... And we're just just chomping at the bit for that time that it finally hits Blu-ray so that we can finally watch it. And I, I almost have this feeling that I am happy that we've I've we've had this cool down. Like I I'm I'm glad that I haven't really gotten any spoilers on either one of them. Of course I can't technically get spoiled on a silent voice because I've read the manga. That's but the I, only reason I listened to the, the review of a silent voice. It was yeah. like, well, you can't spoil anything. Unless they change something. That's the only thing that's really yeah, a, I, a shocker I if only, there was something changed. I only ended up hearing kind of where it's going to end, which I thought was an odd. Oh, yeah, that's true. I never thought about that. But I almost like having this kind of cool down period because technically I got kind of sick of the hype that your name was getting. And I didn't want that to affect me when I finally watched it. Like, 
again, like we were saying, it being supposedly better than uh, a silent voice when they were, you know, viewed side by side makes me kind of wonder. I mean, how amazing is this going to be if something that I absolutely treasure in manga format gets outbeat by it? And I know it's not a case of the adaptation because it's QAnon and it looks absolutely gorgeous from the, the PVs. So, yeah, hopefully that, that hype will die down and hopefully it will be not affected by it is, is my thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested. Uh, have you have you looked up how they're they're doing side by side on on uh, what is it Mal? Like ratings from Mal people, or yeah. are you talking about sales? My, Mal uh, ratings. Oh, I don't know. I'm I'd I'd imagine they're probably pretty close to each other just because I don't think that there's that's the thing because I don't think there's really a a, ne- a, a negativity. Towards the uh, the adaptation of Silent Voice, it's just one of those things of uh, having them side by side. One, of course, is going to get all the attention, and a Silent Voice, unfortunately, was not given any attention because your name got so much attention. Right. Let's see. Nine three one. Nine one seven for a Silent Voice and nine three one. So pretty much. Uh, point one. There's there's about four, a point one four off of each other. Two hundred two hundred thousand. <laughs> people more on uh your name yeah like three times as many people actually scored uh your name so it's 85 on the popularity ranked number one whereas a, uh, a silent voice is ranked number four with 260 popularity so yeah and that's one of the things it's like <laughs> we sit here and talk about which well and, and at the same time better and technically it's like, we haven't gotten that one yet which one uh, uh, silent voice. It was didn't hit theaters. Uh, not that I know of. I don't think so either. It wasn't UK, but I don't think in America. Yeah, That's UK's true. got it. That is true. I don't even think anybody. That's good, guys. That means you guys are <laughs> we're, we're we're doing good. We're not cheating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Pony review Can. was by people who cheated. <laughs> Pony Can was uh, well, that's the thing because it wasn't wasn't the silent voice. Available on UK uh, iTunes, or was that? You're, I was asking you that the other day, or earlier today. Yeah, I I believe UK has released it. Or was that your name? Silent voice. No, right. Okay. Yeah. Is this UK? Yeah, that's UK. So yeah, silent voice is on UK iTunes. So like like I said, I don't I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing because technically people were like, okay, I, I mean, I've I, I've even thought about that. I'm gonna get on my computer. Make a UK account, get a UK uh, card, put it in there, and and uh, and rent it just so I can watch it. So it's an option just to get it, just to get to watch it sooner. But you know me, hating digital bought things, <laughs> not a fan of it. Even though I've been increasingly buying a lot of uh, manga here recently, I got uh, I got fully caught up on Goblin Slayer. On this is all through Amazon Kindle, Goblin Slayer. Uh, to your eternity, and aposism, aposims, aposims. It's the guy from Knights of Sidonia, his newest one. I'm not sure about to your eternity. Have you been keeping up on that? No, I, I haven't caught up. It's this is of course to your eternity is from the same maker as a Silent Voice, so this is a nice transition here. <laughs> it's uh, their next work, and I'm I'm not a fan. Of how it's kind of playing out, because I'm, of course, I'm, I'm having the same. I want that same heart wrenching, great storytelling that was in Silent Voice, and this is like completely odd sci fi ish, and it's got a 
interesting concept, but it keeps going down these rabbit holes that I'm like, this is not really all that interesting. And every time it goes down one of the rabbit holes, I'm like, I know I'm going to have to stick with it until it gets to its ending because that's just how it, it, it does this thing where it's kind of going down a path and then it runs down a path and it comes back to the main path and it goes down the path again. It, it just it just branches off and then comes back to the main branch. And I don't know. It, half the time when it goes down those rabbit holes, I just don't really care too much about it. And half the time it's like, that's a cool story. Um, almost feeling like a episodic thing. It's almost like Mushishi. I mean, like Mushishi's like walking down this path and he comes across this village and then he gets all involved in that village. Of course, it goes several, several chapters. It's not just a chapter for each story. Um, and then it kind of goes back to him walking down the path uh, or the, the walkway again to go into the next village. So I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I, it, they kind of did a, a little bit of a leap and I'm kind of interested to see what they do after that leap. I'm, I'm only assuming tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> I can only assume tragedy will befall characters. Uh, Goblin Slayer is cool because I, I feel like Goblin Slayer is kind of like a Grimgar, um, very mature, uh, has a lot of nudity and just grotesque violence, and it feels very Grimgar in the idea that it's a fantasy setting, but it's not really ever holding back. It's it's very brutal. Uh, it doesn't have characters from what could possibly be in modern times. So I don't worry about that. Um, but yeah, I, I think it does something cool every now and then. It's it's pretty screwed up half the time and. That's kind of what intrigues me about it, so I'm I'm sticking with that one as well. And Ap- Apozims is fantastic. Again, it's the from the writer of uh, uh, Nice and um, it it borrows a lot from his usual stuff, and um, it's brutal as well, and very very screwed up. And I'm interested to see where that one goes as well. So it's only like three chapters in, and it takes him forever to release each chapter. So <laughs> I'm just waiting and waiting. I did like how they have this little kind of it's basically set in it seemed like some weird futuristic world and there's different packets of people in different locations. It's very Wild Westish where, you know, you can run into another group of people and they'll they'll kill you if they wanted to. And uh this guy kind of has to leave his home the the area where he was kind of growing up in, and he's kind of synchronized with this kind of uh, cybernetic life form that can empower him to make him like don the suit of armor and shoot beams out of his hands if he wanted to. And whenever he gets out of combat, this little thing's kind of walking around as this weird little... It's like a centipede with really long skinny legs. And at some point they're eating, or they're gonna eat, and she's gonna feed him, and the way that she, the, the little creature thing feeds him is it pees into it like... Uh, I don't know exactly what it's doing. It's just, it's like, it's processing stuff and it's peeing in this little jar and it literally looks like a thing's peeing and it's going, don't worry, I'm not actually peeing, I'm just dispensing this and that's what it looks like. I'm like, yeah, right, that's what you're totally going for. But she's adorable, so it works out. Don't think, yeah, I just totally went now, don't think, it's not that bad, don't, I just said she's adorable and you're like, you're thinking she's peeing in a cup. It's not like that. (laughs) The creature thing, the small little thing, but she turns into a cybernetic cute You want to try try uh, the My Sister is Unusual again? He, she doesn't make him drink his pee, though. Or she doesn't make him drink her pee, does she? You don't know that. <laughs> you never finished it. <laughs> well, another reason why not to watch uh, finish it. <laughs> um, yeah, that went down a really weird route. <laughs> but I guess that's it. Um... Got Kizumonokatari movie two in. Um, got the next happiness in. Gonna read that one. Been what? enjoying the happiness. 
and that's volume four. I got the second volume of the light novel of Goblin Slayer. Don't ask me why I'm still getting the light novel, even though I haven't read the first volume of light novel, and I've been reading the manga. <laughs> but that's what I've been doing. Um, but that's about it. That's um, I think that's really all that's been going on. Lots of stuff, but not too much stuff. But uh, news. Ready for the news? Sure, let's do it. Anything else to hit? You're good? I don't want to hit things. That's the point. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of the company that will be publishing uh, A Silent Voice, I'm hoping, well, not. I'm not really hoping for them, but I'm I'm hoping eventually Silent Voice gets published. Uh, but Ponycan, of course, is part of the committee for Silent Voice. I'm assuming they'll release it in America. Uh, but Ponycan USA is releasing the Kuromokuro series. So that one that got stuck on Netflix... You can watch it now, technically, on Netflix, because it's now available, or you can just grab the Blu-rays. Uh, They're going to be releasing it in two limited-edition box sets. Uh, part 1 is going to release on July 1st, and the Part 2 is going to release on July 14th. Uh, it's going to release on uh, at $120.98 each, and if you want to order now, you can get a gift with purchase through Right Stuff. Um, that's interesting to me, because usually... Uh, Pony Can for a while now has been doing the gigantic boxes and they release them in episodes, four episodes each and they're like $73 each so it's about $18 an episode um, so it is interesting to see them kind of take this route of going okay, an entire core in one box of, of you know, 13 episodes 421 instead which comes out to about $9 per episode, so if you t- compare their old model of releasing Blu-rays to their new model of releasing Blu-rays, they're technically selling each episode for half the cost that they used to. Not That's not going to make anybody go, yay! <laughs> the, the, my issues with them is fixed because it's still expensive, but it does look like they're dialing it back a little bit. Maybe it's just a case of them uh, getting all the episodes at once and not wanting to release, I don't know, eight box sets at the same time maybe that's the issue as well i'm not sure but it's definitely an interesting change to their usual what about a lower methods is it a lower discount no it, it's about the same um there's there are three blu-ray there are three blu-ray discs each um so that's about four episodes one one disc probably having five episodes which is the same as they used to they used to have four episodes per per blu-ray disc on their their other releases so you're getting one more episode on one of the discs than their usual releases. So I don't think there'll be a drop in quality, but uh, yeah, good point. Uh, the, the, of course, this release is going to include Japanese and English audio with English and sub, uh, Spanish subtitles. It's going to include a soundtrack CD, slipcase design uh, designed by Yuriko Ishii, and a two-sided slip illustrated poster, and a 21-page translated booklet. So, you, that's that's the important thing when I was telling you about the fact that the old releases have those gigantic, like album-sized boxes. Uh, they're like they're like uh, DVD cases on steroids. This one will be on a in a standard small box. I'm not sure if it's gonna be chipboard, but think something similar to what Funimation or or Sentai Filmworks releases. These little boxes that have a sleeve that kind of you slide the discs out of so yeah um yeah that's that's it for that one any other comments nope I, that's the kind of sucky thing i will probably wait until uh because it is pa works and that's what really does intrigue me about it 
um, hearing a little bit about the story. And it's one of those troubling things where we didn't really hear too much about Kuromokuro when it was airing, so you kind of makes you wonder, is it because it was on Netflix and nobody watched it because of that? Or is it because there wasn't really anything there? I haven't really heard many people, I haven't really heard anybody review it, so have you? Positive, Just a negative? first impressions by AAA. Yeah. So I'm not, it's, it's not something I'm going to jump into, especially not $240. That's similar to uh, uh, Garden of Sinners. It's like, I really don't want to invest that much money into something I have not even watched because it's not available for me to watch. So maybe when we eventually, you know, sub up for Netflix, which we, we tell ourselves we're going to do every season, but we don't because... We got to this season. <laughs> Why? We because can't. Little Witch. But there's but but there's so much little other stuff witch. we have to do. Little Witch. No, you any, know. If anything, that's, that's the thing is with Little Witch. I haven't heard like insane talks about that one either. So it's like, I mean, do I want to go there and be disappointed? Should I just not? Should I ignore that it exists? That way, I don't have to worry about being disappointed. Blame uh, Blamu has me interested more than Little Witch Academia. Actually, what's which is kind of funny. But yeah, we have. Little Witch Academia, Blamu, ID Zero, of course, but I'm, that's not going to come out for a while. What was before Little Witch Academia? Great Passage, but that was animal, Anime Strike, wasn't that it? That was Anime Strike, yeah. I guess before that was probably, uh, oh, Ajin 2. Crap. Ajin 2 and, <laughs> and Kuroma Crow, which and we kind of... And then I think before that, that was Ajin 1 and... Knights of Sidonia. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Netflix, you're doing it wrong. It's <laughs> return. Usual. usual. <laughs> um, Funimation is our next piece of news. Funimation is going to release fruit baskets or fruits basket. I always say fruit baskets on Blu-ray and in the U.S. So if I say fruit baskets again, you know what I'm talking about. I'm sorry. Uh, but anyways, they're going to re- now. I don't know if they're going to do a standard Blu-ray release, but the the news bit that I've seen on Anime News Network, they just kind of highlighted this uh, Sweet 16 Anniversary Edition, uh, which is going to be in a chipboard box. Has it been 16 years? Dear heavens. Probably. I've been watching anime way too long. <laughs> <laughs> it's like half my time. <laughs> Why? Um, anyways, it's going to be in a chipboard box. It's going to have all 26 episodes. Uh, it's going to have new artwork for, uh, from the Japanese Blu-ray release. Um, it's going to have 12 art cards, video commentary on episode 24, uh, fruits baskets, room, NOS one through three. I'm assuming that's like a short behind the scenes interviews and outtakes. So yeah, pretty cool. Room numbers one through three. Yep. Not sure if that's reference to the three people that live there in their rooms. Maybe, maybe. I'm interested to actually check that out again. Of course, that goes along with everything else I want to recheck out. <laughs> I keep buying stuff that I want to recheck out and never have time to do it. Um, but I, I enjoyed Fruit Basket or Fruits Basket back in the day. I loved it. It was I, I especially remember the the scene where the 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 guy was had the little anger meter and it kept going up every time they did something. Or was it her? I'm assuming that's the dragon. Was it her or the the boy that had the little anger meetings? That's been so long. I know that's 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 my thing. It's been a long time. I do remember. I'm curious the kind of quirks that they had, but that was about it. I'm curious if it is because um, that back in that day when back when we watched that stuff, we never knew we never knew what was going to come up next. We never knew what shows were going to get a, a sequel. We had no indication whatsoever if something did good or not. 
you just got it and you watched it and you enjoyed it or you didn't, you didn't think about anything further. And of course, back then I didn't really know that it was source materials and that they continued on and stuff like that. So I wonder how self-contained the original Fruits Basket anime was. Or was it like a total manga bait and we just didn't know it back then? <laughs> oh, it was a very bad manga bait, but yeah. I mean, like Berserk's level back then? Like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Is this it? Uh, I do remember it dumped off. I remember we didn't get any resolution to anything. It was just kind of a... I do remember something came up and they were... They were confronted with it, but I don't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, I all I remember what I, if I if I remember right, they got taken away or the girl got taken away or something. It was just it was a boom. That was it, and it was like okay, that was the worst show ever. But it was so cute <laughs> up until that ending. So we'll just, we'll just erase that part out of our mind. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, that's uh, that's cool though. I'm, I'm I'm loving how much Funimation is doing this, pulling the old stuff back forward. It's it's been really amazing. I can't wait for. Uh, uh, we're still waiting on Record of Lotus War because it's gonna be amazing. Outtakes? Uh, how do you have outtakes? Is that like voice actor outtakes? Really? Probably. Well, they're probably from the original Japanese. Uh, you think so? Use. It could be. It might be interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, it's supposedly it's supposedly pulling the Blu-ray from Japan, so it could easily be. What they had on the Blu-ray there. It's a joke, so, guys. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> it's joke. It's joke. So you were talking about this last time we did a discussional. You said somebody was due to release their next show. Really? Next movie. So Mamoru Hosoda has finally revealed. He listened his next to show. he listened to Chris on a talk of spirit. He was like, "Oh, Chris has sp- spoken. Yes, must be time. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it is called Mirai." Um, it's expected to debut on May of 2018. This was reported by a magazine called Variety. Uh, it's being done again by Studio Chizu, who did, of course, Boy and the Beast and Wolf Children from Mamoru Soda. Uh, the theme this time is going to be siblings. Yay! So we, we did, we did uh, youth. We did family. We did fatherhood. What was the other one? Motherhood. Was it motherhood? Yeah. Let me see. Well, Siblings, children? youth, family, motherhood, fatherhood. Yeah, you got it. And of course, this time is now going to be siblings. The synopsis they had available from it from Variety says, Mirai follows a four-year-old boy uh, who is struggling to cope with the arrival of a little sister to the family until things turn magical. A mysterious garden in the background of the boy's home becomes a gateway, allowing uh, the child to travel back in time and encounter his mother as a little girl and his great-grandfather as a young man. These fantasy-filled adventures allow the child to change his perspective and help him become a big brother he was meant to be. So, cool. We'll see if uh, if it doesn't follow the same meh that Boy and the Beast did and go back to the wonderfulness of Wolf Children for me. Boy and the Beast wasn't meh. Yeah, Come on. Meh. It had some cool things in it, but it was pretty meh for me. Uh, Whatever. Same. You just... Meh. It's okay not to like things, Chris. You don't have to worry about it. It's okay not to like things. People are allowed to not like things as much as you. I loved it. You need to understand <laughs> that. You don't have to constantly <laughs> reiterate that you like something whenever somebody else says they don't like something. <laughs> You're just I, crazy. I like You're it. crazy. I like it. You're psycho. It's like, eh, this didn't taste that great. I love it. Okay, Chris, you don't have to tell me. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's okay. 
man, I can't believe that person cut me off. I liked that. <laughs> I don't care that you like that he cut me off. I still don't like the fact that he cut me off. But man. he's got a nice car. Jeez, that costed a fortune. That's okay. I think it was perfect. <laughs> you didn't pay for it. Hi, <laughs> Miyazaki begins his three-year production on quote-unquote final film in October. <laughs> um, not much to know about here. We already know that uh, Hayao Miyazaki was uh, working on storyboards and basically told everybody, I don't care. I'm making it. Something beat my spirited away. This Your Name movie. And I'm going to show y'all what a real good movie is. Not, he didn't really say that. I'm just making it up. I think that's might be why. But no, he was he, he'd been talking he, about he this was, since he a while was, back. He was sitting in his chair. Somebody told him about this movie called Your Name. He and watched what it he while have he in was his sm- hand, Chris. He was smoking his cigarette. Cherry cigarette. He's got to bring up the cherry cigarette. And he was watching it, and he was like, this is garbage. Let me show you how What's real this Moe crap. What's this Moe crap? Uh, the big piece of the news there, though, is the what kind of solidifies this because it kind of went from he went and watched some movie. What was it? The turtle. What was it that, that the Red Turtle? turtle. The Red Turtle was it called? Yeah, that was that foreign film from like France or something that they backed. Yeah, it kind of it kind of inspired him. He started working on some storyboards, and this is long before your name released, so we're just joking about that. Um, and then it kind of went for him him making the the storyboards, and everybody's kind of like, uh, yeah, he's kind of doing that, and we kind of told him stop, <laughs> but he's still doing it. And this kind of solidifies it because now they're literally in their studio. They they got the same studio from um, which studio was it? Blah 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 blah. blah. The uh, Koganai building in Tokyo. And they're hiring people. They're offering 200,000 uh, yen salary per month. I just said salary in the month. Uh, per month payments, which is about $1,800. Um, looking for people to come in and work on it. And so, yeah, that kind of solidifies it. Like, this is literally happening. And, um, yeah. It probably will not be his final film. <laughs> I'm just hoping his buddy will get in there and start doing something, too. His buddy? Yeah, his buddy. I don't think they've really kind of pointed out anybody else working on it. Well, you um, know, if, if if Miyazaki's doing something, the other guy's going, uh, <laughs> I gotta go make me a movie, too. Well, we'll compete again, side by side. <laughs> just like the old days. Just like in the old days. Let's see here. Um, I think it would be horrible to work for those two guys. It'd be like... One, one, one Miyazaki's coming through with his cherry cigarette smoking and blowing cigarettes in your face while you're trying to draw sweats pouring down your face, ruining half of the, the, the storyboard and you're, and you're sitting there drawing it out and he's like, "Uh, let me do this, pushes you out the way. And then the other guy comes in and says, here, help me with this one. (laughs) Everybody's just kind of not looking because they don't want to get involved. Um... They don't have any other information there. I think there's a couple statements of them saying, I don't know. Mm, don't know. Can't tell you. That's some amazing reporting. <laughs> but Yeah. Look forward to uh, Miyazaki's quote unquote final film in October. I think it said something about him being done by 2019 or something like that. But we'll see. Right. We'll see. And next piece of news. Another news of, of movies. Love Chinibio and Another Delusion is getting another anime film, which is going to hit January 6th. In Japan, uh, this is subtitled "Take on Me," 
it prompted me to immediately YouTube search for the Take On Me song because that immediately jumped in my head. Take on me. Okay. Take on me. Take okay. me on. It, by the way, Take this is, I, if I remember right, Andrew was telling me it was from Rika's uh, perspective. No. That is the movie that uh, Sentai Filmworks is releasing here soon. This is a new movie. Okay. I'm going to try to dance around it. Of course, it's being done by Kyoto Animation. Um, they have available a trailer, so if you want to check that out. I'm going to try to avoid spoilers in the synopsis, because there is stuff in here that technically spoils the ending of the first season and technically the second season. Uh, the film uh, In the film, Rika is now a third-year student, but she is still a Chinubio, uh, or still has Chinubio syndrome. University entrance exam loom in the horizon, and it's spring break. And Yuta and Rika are uh, together, working together, whatever. Um, one day, Rika's older sister, Toka, declares that she is going to take Rika to Italy with her. And um, as Toka is moving to Italy to work, and she thinks they could uh, should move together as a family. Uh, but people don't like that and suggest him doing certain things, which if you've watched the other ones, you can look into that stuff because that's where it gets spoilery. Yeah, more... More love Chinubios and other delusions, and I am, I am totally okay with that because I've I enjoyed the first two seasons. Did we talk about that at some point? Why people don't like the second season so much? I think we I know we talked about it off podcast, but I wasn't sure if we've ever actually discussed it. Um, no, um, I don't even remember us discussing it so much per se. I, oh, you, you kept mentioning the idea that people don't like the second season, and I started hearing... It, it's, it's one of those things where you mention the fact that people have issues with the second season, and I'm like, yeah. I never heard that. And then suddenly, after you say that, I keep hearing people talk about how yeah. they don't like the second season. I, it, I, all I know is that people don't really much care for the second season. I don't know why. I just I never understood what the real big hatred towards the second Ooh. season was. And the only thing I can think of is you kind of soft resets certain th- aspects of the first season so that's about just, the only thing i could figure i've seen zach in the in the Z-A-Q. in the uh yep in the thing so maybe zach's doing some music zaq is doing some music from yep zach is performing films theme song there you go it says it right there <laughs> cool stuff though um I, i'm enjoying i enjoy that world so did you want to discuss that it being a soft reset or no that's about the only thing i can figure I, I I think that 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 pretty much says it. Um, I don't want to get too far into that because it's technically in the spoiler area. So, spoils avoiding with the, the synopsis. I don't know. Maybe maybe eventually we'll rewatch the first two seasons and do a full on review. Um, maybe when the movie, the first movie comes to us, the one that is the Rika telling thing. Yeah. Forward we have uh, right stuff and Nozam Entertainment announces new Blu-ray releases. They're going to release uh, Zeta Gundam, a new translation, um, which they're also going to provide a trade-in offer. So if you have bought their release of the Zeta Gundam, a new translation on DVD, you can trade it in for the Blu-ray. I really appreciate the fact that Right Stuff does that. That's really cool. They're also doing a Blu-ray release of Ninja Nonsense. That's cool. Um, I've watched a little bit of Ninja Nonsense and got on Blu-ray or DVD, but haven't watched all the way through it, so... We'll probably end up watching and reviewing that one. Galaxy Angel Z is going to come out as well, but that's going to be in 2018, so don't expect that one anytime soon. So, yeah. Any comments on any of those? Which one's that? 
That's Galaxy Angel. That's what I thought. Okay. Looks cute. And there's there's Ninja Nonsense. That was that one looks of, cute too. Ninja Nonsense was a footable. I think it was an affordable, really affordable one. So yeah, that's one of those things where we're trying to shatter that that concept that you know a studio always does high pedigree stuff, and technically affordable was not always high pedigree. Um, it was very cartoonish and simplistic. So yeah, it looks kind of like uh, uh, Nichijou. Yeah, I kind of go with that. Just not as chibi. Yeah. If they growed up, yeah, and were in ninja outfits, yeah, <laughs> and talked about panties a lot, do they? The ninjas are pretty perverted. Well, I think. The, well, that's her I first think mission. Show they did that too. Yeah, that's that's her. That's the first mission for the ninja girl. She has to go out and get a girl's panties, and so she goes to this girl's house and tries to steal her panties, because this weird head-looking guy with bulky arms tells her it's like her sensei tells her to go, that she wants her to go do that. I don't know. It's something to do with so sen- Kuro Sensei's in this. Technically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like with the head right down there, but yeah. it's, it's actually technically a little bit smaller. I guess it's about the same size. It doesn't have a full body though. It's just arms. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> it's Japanese. So there you go. Anywho, next bit of news is not really news because it already happened. <laughs> it's done and over with. What? Uh, Animplex USA has launched or did launch a fake Grand Order smartphone game campaign on their Facebook page. They basically said, hey, like us and stuff and tell your friends about us. And if you reach a certain goal, we'll give away free stuff when when we launch the game. And they put up it was basically however many likes they can get on the post will unlock a certain amount of things to give to people. It was like if you get 16,000, we're going to give away. 10 times four star blaze of wisdom and stuff like that. 20,000 likes, they're going to give everybody a saber lily. And um, 30,000 likes, they're going to give away uh, 15 saint quartz. Because I think the quartz are for summoning. Why didn't I hear about this? I mean, it's okay. It's only one like, but at least I could have added to this fight. It's okay because technically they, they passed 30,000 really quickly. So okay. it's all done. So they made, they made the goal. I thought it was pretty cool though. Um, I think apparently they did something similar to this in the Japanese launch, so... People were making accounts on Twitter just to like it. <laughs> yes. That's Saber fans for you. <laughs> they made 30,000 accounts and liked just to get their 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 quartz because they know they're going to be gotcha summoning for life now. I don't know how many things you can summon with 15 quartz, I'm assuming. Probably um, not much. One each. Is it one each, I'm assuming? I doubt it. It's They're probably easy. five quarts for one summon. Stop it! I don't want to. I don't want to get that many. The more it takes, the more I'm going to spin into it. So yeah, that's, that was pretty cool. I just thought I'd mention. Oh, that. uh, that's all right. My mine. It's like uh, on the game that I'm playing. It's like every 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 crystal is like a penny. So and it takes three dollars to summon. Yeah. So know. if I know if, if, if Fire Emblem Heroes is not giving me any more free orbs, so that really annoys me. My daily bonuses are gone. We're so done with our other game. We want to play this one. Hurry up! <laughs> Literally only playing uh, Fire Emblem Heroes because I'm I'm waiting for Grand Order, and then I can immediately delete all my other games except for like uh, Idol Masters. I gotta I gotta see cute girls. So one of these days we'll actually play Idol Master. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to touch that. I don't want to get into another gotcha. That's uh, what this is. <laughs> but that's got saber, so it's okay. 
Ah. More Kyoto animation news. Uh, apparently, uh, it's been listed by essentially the composer and lyricist uh, management company Miracle Bus, um, who uh, basically was pointing out that uh, Evan Call, which is handling the music for uh, Violet Evergarden, and Takahiro Ikeda, who is doing Ikeda. the music and uh, musical uh, directing for Ikeda. Violet Evergarden. Uh, apparently they listed on their two pages that the anime was going to release in 2017. So kind of gives us a, an idea that it could possibly come in this year. So that's, that's really cool because we were kind of wondering if it was ever going to come out because they did, they did, uh, was it last season? May Dragon. And then we, of course, got nothing this season. Of course, I guess it's because they're making, um, the movie that we just talked about, uh, Love Chinubi and Other Delusions. So I'm assuming, hopefully, it's going to be a fall show. But, I mean, that's technically pretty close around the corner. I'm waiting for it. I need my Kyo Annie. Uh, for those who don't know, the story describes as the Auto Memories doll. Um, it's been a quite a while since the name caused a fuss, originally invented by Professor Orlin solely for the beloved his beloved wife. Auto Memories dolls uh, eventually spread out into the world, and agencies were created that allow people to rent out the dolls. I will run as fast as I can to wherever my customer desires. I am an Auto Memories dolls, uh, Violet Evergarden, a girl who almost appears to have popped out of a fairy tale with her blonde hair and blue eyes, said with her uh, inorganic inorganic (laughs) beauty and sweet voice. Cannot talk today. Cool stuff. I want to watch the trailer again. We're going to move on. Next bit we have is Chihai Yafaru is getting a dub. Uh, Section uh, 23 Films announced that the 25-episode first season will be shipping on September 12th. It's going to come in Blu-ray, DVD, and premium Blu-ray DVD combo. Uh, The combo is going to release with Art cards, two Kurata cards, character cards, a booklet, and a glossary. Lots of stuff in that box. And it's like $130. We should get cards and play. What is that? What? We should get some cards and play. Play what? I, I, uh, well, I'll tell you later. Okay. That's, that was odd. <laughs> but yeah, this is, um, I have never really looked into Chihayafuru. I know that our our community it's did a Hanafuda, watch. Through. If I remember right, hmm? Hanafuda. It's it's the slapdown. It's just a love story based around that, right? I'm saying it's never watched it. So, well, it's a club show that has yeah. romance elements. I think, yeah, I think that when it originally aired, I think I was probably in my stage of I, I unless it really piques my interest, I don't care about it. <laughs> uh, originally ran in 2011, so yeah, it was about that time when I was just kind of peeking back into anime so it's pretty well liked yeah i've heard some positive about it i just never never poked into it maybe that'll be an opportunity to do it i know they had two seasons so maybe eventually they'll do the second season as well um i'm not sure if they'll get a a full premium set but it seems like section or uh sentai filmworks is pretty much doing that for all the releases now so i still haven't gotten stinking what do you call it uh School Live, I gotta order that one still. And uh, did we talk? We already talked about the premium release of uh, the show that we really liked, the Shonen show that we really liked here recently, the the old school one. 
Ushion Torah. Oh my gosh, I could not get that in my brain. But uh, that's really expensive. That's like 160 bucks. Is it? Woo. <sighs> yeah, that. Yeah. Nanabiori, another show that's licensed by Sentai Filmworks, and I will never probably buy because it's all crammed on one freaking disc. <laughs> Nanabiori manga is getting a new anime project. Uh, Ato's 11th Nanambiora manga volume had a wraparound jacket that revealed that a new anime was greenlit, so... What? Yay. What, what? Did you just say Nanambiori gets another yeah, I, anime? Yeah, I texted you about this. Did you oh, not get that No, I was, I was acting all surprised. Ruin oh, okay. the, <laughs> ruin the surprise. But the I was, f- I was acting out what everybody was listening to you, just, you know, they, they were like half asleep. And they were droning on I about just, their business. I just business. assumed you were half asleep when I texted you about that. And you're like, uh, uh-huh. They, they were droning on. They were doing their work. No. No. And then Andrew says, non non Biori, new, new part has been announced. And they're like, what? Just admit it. You were at work. You're, you're, you're doing your job there. It's pretty quiet. No, it's never quiet at your work. And then suddenly you get the text and Dog you pull it, you pull it out of your pocket and you look at it and you go, Yes! And like echoes through all the hallways. Pretty much. That's what happened. That's what that's what everybody's doing on that that's listening to us right now. They're screaming. But the see, entire the entire cubicle section is like telling this guy to shut up because he's screaming and yelling about how awesome non non biori the next part is but see that you explain that that's what happened was a lot more exciting than you faking that you're excited now you're still excited now aren't you yeah okay. i'm still excited um i'm curious what they're gonna end up doing i hopefully don't do another kind of retelling of the same time period again because <laughs> that's technically what they did with repeat uh even though i loved it still um it technically wasn't continuing on with their story so i'm, I'm curious if they'll finally continue on with the story if they're gonna do another goofy repeat kind of thing so we'll see next bit toby tv is now streaming new titles panda z the robon robonimation midori no hibi days or just midori yes, days yes please and world trigger i miss midori no hibi days i want to like a dvd or blu-ray release of that one i know they did a dvd release i think but it that was like such disappeared. an adorable show <laughs> that was a really good show I forgot. I I went and revisited it. I think when we were doing our top 100 suggestion list, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I forgot about how great this show was." <laughs> I just remember like him trying to not fight back because she was there and <laughs> getting beat up, and then just because he was protecting the hand. It was cute, and that ending was cute. It was all cute, fun. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to recheck that one, I think uh, was Toby TV the one that I talked about had. Uh, it's Tubi TV. How do you, how do you, are you assume that they're pronounced in Japanese? It could be pronounced English. Even in English, that's not Toby TV. Tubi. Toby. Tubby. Tubby TV. Tubby, Tubby maybe. TV. There you go. Tubby TV. Tubby TV. But I'm going with Tubi because like but, tube. But see that you have like to. Like no, a no. YouTube Tubi TV. But you have to remember that you're phonetically telling people what this is. And if you say Tubi, they could think it's T-U-B-E. But Tubby sounds more like T-U-I-B-I. I don't know. I'm making up stuff. <laughs> uh, new licenses. Let's let's run through some fun new licenses. Uh, let's see if I can catch most of the stuff because I want to kind of explain some of these summaries because it's kind of fun. Um, yes, let's get an entire uh, show about her. 
I'm I'm totally on board. Okay. Yen Press licenses. I only have one, unfortunately, and that's ReZero X spinoff or EX. Oh my gosh, it is an actual spinoff spin-off novel. <laughs> Uh, for those who don't know, ReZero had quite a few spinoff novels. I think they did one for, like, if that crap about I Love Amelia didn't happen. <laughs> they have a whole novel on that uh, of characters running off together. But this one is uh, EX spinoff novel, which is uh, volume one is going to release on November. And maybe it's just the EX spinoffs or all those ones. And maybe this is the first one. And maybe that one's later on. I'm assuming. I don't know. But the first volume of EX spinoff novel it covers uh, uh, Lugnica's king candidate Krush Karsten and his uh, and her best girl, which is Ferris, of course, and a boy named Furrier, who is, of course, the fourth prince of Lugnisa, Lugnica. And the second volume is going to uh, surround or follow, you, follow the story of Wilhelm. So they're kind of like little stories that tell you about side characters that aren't involved in the main story. So we don't care about Krush. We only care about Ferris. That's why I said Best Girl Ferris. I mean, that's a volume about nothing but Ferris is going to be amazing. But hopefully she doesn't keep getting sidetracked with this Cruise character and this king. Pfft, who cares? Right? It's all about Ferris. Best Girl. So yeah, that's cool. Maybe maybe eventually. I don't, I don't know. Let me, let, me, let me look that up now. Maybe uh, maybe it actually says in the, the, vel- the Wealth of Knowledge, which is Wikipedia, which we've kind of already stated the internet the internet knows everything yes this just lists two side stories i don't know if that's going to be it then side story this doesn't even say what the title of them are <laughs> as somebody out there knows maybe you guys can give us a comment what the uh, side stories are are involved with maybe it's just those two maybe the third one is that one i don't know i know there is a rem one so that's the one i want so give me that Come on, Yen Price. Seven Seas licenses. This is uh, a little bit more here than with uh, Yen Press. We have the Devil Manga, uh, Devil Man Manga. They're going to release all those ones. Uh, two hardcover omnibus volumes. going to release in March 6th of 2018. These are all 2018, so let me just keep myself from repeating things. Uh, they also got Devil Man vs. Hades Manga, which is going to release in a single volume softcover. On uh, February 13th. Fauna the and the Dragon Newt Seven Kingdoms manga. Their first volume is going to release on January 8th, uh, 16th. Ultra Kaiju Anthrom- Anthropomorphic Project manga. I have to look at that one's synopsis. This one's going to release when? first volume on February 20th. Looks like it'd be, it, it might be when. The description from Seven Seas says, When evil aliens arrive on Earth, seeking its, uh, its destruction, it's up to the planet's kaiju monsters to save the day. But things aren't exactly what you'd expect. These kaiju may be adorable young women, but they're no less ready to kick some alien butt. Featuring character designs by Pop, a designer known for distinct adorable art styles that can be seen in a variety of illustration novels and series, including the Pop Level This is not in the show. I don't care about the illustrator. I just care about the freaking kaiju. Um, we got to worry about the illustrator because the illustrator obviously is good. Well, yeah. Pop Wonderland collection. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Saint Seiya. Saint show manga. Oh, my gosh. That one is coming out on in a compiled book volume 
uh, February 6th. And it's basically in the wake of space-wide civil, civil war instigated by Saga, the Gemini Gold Saint. A new team of saints come together and uh, with a goal of protecting their goddess Athena. Uh, this first all-woman's team of armored warriors powered by the Zodiac will use their cunning strength and compassion to defend their world from the opposing, from and oppose their very destinies. So, yeah. It actually says book. It says manga. So the manga in a book. And the last one is Captain Harlock manga. It's going to come out in two hardcover omnibus editions. So I was going to say probably as an omnibus. Because huh? omnibuses are j- big, thick. Yeah, but they didn't say omnibus. That's what's weird. That's what's confusing me. Um, I know that Captain Harlock's a popular one, so I never really got into Captain Harlock, so forgive me. Uh, but that's that's cool. They're getting that because it's a really old one. Yeah, 1977. <laughs> that's a real old one. So that's cool. They're bringing that back. See, so yeah, that's all the news. That's all the news I got. Did you do? Did I forget any news? Do you have any news that you ran into during the last two weeks that uh, is important? Nope. Okay. So on to our discussion bit. Because um, everybody knows how much we love Kickstarter, right? Yes. Yes, love Kickstarter. Andrew just cannot wait. To get his anything from Sentai film or uh, Sekai projects for a stinking uh, can't wait for it. Yeah, that 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 thing. I, I don't even remember the name of it. Uh, Frutigasai. That's right. That, that was that Frutigasai thing I backed three years ago that I have not seen anything from in three years. Uh, yeah, I'll I'm eventually gonna do a big write up on that one. But the, the discussion here is technically that Kickstarter is going to allow projects to elect directly from Japan later this year. So technically, uh, any kind of Japanese company will now be able to kickstart and you can fund from other locations like the U.S. Uh, the news article came from Anime News Network. It says, previously, Kickstarter projects by creators from Japan had to re- uh, require a person or organization outside of Japan to act as a middleman for the project. If you remember when we talked about uh, Nekopara doing the anime uh, what hap- What happened there? They had there was a Japanese crowdfunding that was happening, and then Sekai Project over here was doing the crowdfunding for them over here, and then they were funding the money or funneling the money to them. So now Kickstarter is going to now allow that. So the question I kind of immediately thought about from this is really uh, where does this fall in Andrew and Chris's thought process regarding Kickstarters? Because people already know. Uh, well, I don't remember exactly if we're still on the same page, but my feelings on it was that I never liked the idea of Kickstarter being used by companies that don't technically need crowdfundings to do stuff. Yep. It ends up taking the – usually companies in the past would would have risks in decisions they make in their company, whereas Kickstarter would allow them to avoid risk and put the risk all on the funders, which was basically exploiting fans. Uh, so, like, having Funimation go out and tell everybody, essentially, there's a glorified freaking pre-order system for Escaflone using Kickstarter. But the problem that always came in all that stuff was that it took – it it put the people that are funding it in a situation of absolute risk. There was no guarantee whatsoever. If I were to go on Funimation.com and buy something – and then I received it broken, I can immediately return it, and they would pay me back. 
if I were to any company go and buy something and it comes to me broken, they would pay it back. If I if they never sent it to me, I could cancel it. I could I can just email them. Look, I don't want this order anymore. You've you've taken too long to ship it. Just cancel it. They cancel it. You get your money refunded. Uh, giving the example of the Sekai project, I contacted them in order to get a refund. They're basically telling me all this crap about how, well, you can send that thing back. We're going to look at it. We're going to determine if it's if it's still sellable. And if it's not resellable, we're going to charge you for it. We're also going to do this. We're going to do this. You're going to be charged the shipping. They were basically nickel and diming the hell out of me just because I asked for a refund. They weren't going to give me my money back, even though I've been waiting three years. That is the inherent risk of Kickstarter. There is no guarantee for you. You're at the mercy of the seller. They could never give it to you, whatever. So that that really was a thing coming here. But my thing with, uh, oh, did you want to put your perspective on Kickstarter out there in case people don't know? Uh, if yeah, my mine is pretty much. I my my thing with it is it's kind of a. I think the best way we put it was it it just is um. It's not really a bad thing per se. It's just one of those things that's kind of dirty. It's yes. just it's not really. It's not. There's nothing wrong with using Kickstarter to, at, like Andrew said, as a glorified pre-order system. It's just that it is kind of dirty. It, if a business wants to make something, they take a risk in 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 investing in that, getting the putting the the money out there to get the license, going out and creating a certain amount of things, and then and then selling those things and if they make a profit they make a profit if they don't then oh well we we can put them on on discount and hopefully salvage a little bit of our our money out of it and hopefully get above board that's how business works in this if they get something like dragon ball z where they can make a million and a half of them and they sell all million and a half and still have a, a demand then that's good for them they can make even more money that's that's how business works Kickstarter, what that did was it kind of shifted the, the the system where now it's us saying, well, we want this. They go, okay, well, we can get it, and here's here's how much we'll charge you for it. And then we go and we say, well, we can only get this many people to uh, pre-order it or whatever. Well, then they automatically assume there's no desire for that. See, whereas with the risk, they put that out there. They have that that stuff still there. It's really very much shifted the the dynamic of uh, how we order stuff. So we have to have, if we have like a, a big old rash of them, or we had like 20 of them at, at one time uh, a, a few months ago, where we had 20 of them, and, and we were like, well... We already put money for this one, and we've got four more people yeah. that that want money. And it's like, well, they're all good titles, but now we have to pull it out of that one, put our money in this one. Well, the way that the 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 Japanese uh, are seeing this is, well, they they didn't want this one. No, that's not true. We do want it. It's just that the entire market is shifting, and this is not this is not this is not the way that it works. You put out the money you sell it and then you sell it to uh, or you buy it from them and then you sell it to us that's how it works this kickstarter thing is really messing up the entire system and that's the troubling thing is, is that i've just had nothing but bad experiences with it 
And that's yeah. that's what sucks about it because it, it's it's Hopefully really just Pied a, Piper won't end up doing that. To yes, <laughs> Pied Piper is going to be the last experience, and, and that's in the case where it's just taking quite a while. Um, but of course, they're dubbing an entire thing. But you would think it wouldn't take that long to dub something. But anyways, it's supposed to come out in the next month or so. Oh, good. Then we can finally put the <laughs> put a nail on that one. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's just a case of I don't, haven't really had a good experience with anybody with the whole thing. Uh, granted, with Funimation, I at least had. No, Funimation was a nightmare because their fulfillment center sucked bad. And dealing with their fulfillment center made that take even longer than it should have. Um, but they that they at least helped. And they, they got everything resolved, even though it took seven months of back and forth with them. And receiving probably, I think I got a, a part one Blu-ray additionally. So I need to just give that away to somebody. But anyways... Uh, what the thing is of it, 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 it just sucks to see it that it's companies that are there are true companies using this system because they're exploiting it in a way of uh, you can only get this edition from backing Kickstarter and then they go off and they sell the same damn thing on right stuff for half the cost. That ticks me off as well. Well, Sekai made me but, mad when they when they did the Grisa- the fruit of Grisaias to you, and then they dumped it long before they, Andrew ever got on, it on Steam. They've been on Steam that for made a long me time, mad, yes. and that that it, it's not even my order, and it made me mad for Andrew. Yeah, I'm gonna make a big post about that. We'll, we'll, I'll get that eventually. But no, but now now you know that our perspective on it. Let me backtrack a little bit because here's the real interesting thing that I kind of had with this whole thing for this discussion. Is the the thing that we I think we both agreed on is that there's there's an element of Kickstarter that is true. The original intent that I've that I've always known Kickstarter from from its very beginnings was this idea of you're a small company, you're a single person, you have a great idea, and you just want people to help you by giving investments into making something happen. It's an investment company, um, so you're able to say, I have the perfect way to get rid of pimples. It's a it's a toothbrush that has these great bristles on it, and I assure you it's going to work. I just need a little money in order to make it produced. And then if you give me a little bit of this money, I'll give you one of them. And it was a great way for that person to get that money and have it actually happen. It's crowdfunding. And so the simple concept of what Kickstarter originally was is what is great. I think that's fantastic. And I think companies like Pied Piper or uh, the, other, the other guy's uh, totally escaping. He's the one that did Time of Eve and stuff. I apologize. I don't that's remember. Pied Piper. Bean. No, that's not Pied Piper. That's the uh, – now you're going to make me have to look it up. But I, but those people, those are cases of, okay, that person is literally saying, I want to make this happen. I'm not a big company. Help me make it happen. And it and it works. And I, I appreciate it for that. So transitioning from there is how does this concept work for the, the person for uh, Time of E? No, it wasn't. Yeah, Time of E was Pi Piper. The other guy I'm talking about is writing uh, the, doing writing being, which is Robert uh, Woodhead. I'm sorry. You're right. But anyways, these two, these are good examples of people that are like, I want to make this happen. It's a very niche show. I think he also did uh, a Takuno video. Not a huge company. Wanting to make this happen, help me make it happen, and it works. I think that's fantastic. All for that. So, what I'm thinking about now is transitioning that into uh, Japan. What is the one thing that we hear people talk about all the time? Animators are underpaid. Yeah. There's not enough uh, cool, interesting, unique concepts being tried in Japan because they're trying to play it too safe. This could totally open the door for that. 
people talk about all the time there's that one site where you can pay in money and it helps animators give them uh, living spaces and stuff like that. What if this could be that case? Like, there's this group of people that are like, we want to make this anime, help us make it happen, help us rent a studio, help us pay for food, and we will make this anime happen. I think that'd be a cool way to make that happen. They've technically crowdfunded Little Witch Academia, the the Enchanted Parade. They Under the Dog was another one that they uh, crowdfunded. So I definitely could see this being a way of, hey, we want to make an anime, help us make it happen. But then, again, it goes back to that concept of, well, does that still not have the same issues of, what if suddenly A1 Pictures says, well, you wanted a sequel to this anime, give us, you know, $500,000 and we'll make it. Does that then get back to that element of, well, you're taking the risk and putting it on the the, the people again? Yeah, that's 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 the way, the direction that I'm, and and I hate to sound pessimistic because there's there's a lot of good in this. The downside is is where I see this is like I was saying before is well, obviously nobody was interested in it, so we we nixed it. What if uh, let's say they they all decided well we're gonna put re zero up there. Um, uh, <laughs> let's see. Rezero, give me some some Spice really, and Wolf. I I was waiting to. I was gonna Spice put that wolf. one. In, I was gonna put that one at the end. I was gonna say uh, Rezero, Noragami, uh, Attack on Titan. Um, oh, you can know, you just, imagine what studio exactly, could learn with all that? these. All these studios are like, oh, we let's put our biggest name up there. It's gonna happen, and they're gonna all do it at the same time. All the studios are gonna do that because it's gonna be an exactly. easy way to get quick revenue. Exactly, and then what'll happen? is we're going to be tapped out because we don't have that much. I, I'm sure there's a couple people who have like $50 billion who can throw no. money down on these things. No. But, you know, we don't, okay? And and what's going to end up happening is they're going to say, well, nobody was interested in Spice and Wolf. My brain's going down a total rabbit hole with that one. Watch every season we're going to have like five... 10 kickstarters for each exactly. season. Exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. Shows for those this seasons. is going to go this is this is going really really downhill very quickly. <laughs> I love this You're idea. So I negative. love I love Kickstarter as a concept for somebody who needs a kickstart. But as a a way for studios to go, "Hey, let's figure out which shows we should put out there." Yes, question mark i mean i'm i'm okay to to a point i don't mind gauging a idea of who is interested in what shows but at the same time you're also putting a lot on the consumer you're saying well and then and then then i go right back to my biggest issue if you're not giving us profits made off of this show i don't want to be putting money in your pocket for it yeah, that was that was a big issue we had with <laughs> Escafone. But my gosh, I I love how I can be so negative on something, and then Chris will turn out and turn it into something insanely negative. And, <laughs> but but it makes perfect sense, and I can totally see it happening. I if you if you told me, hi, I'm from five years in the future, and in five years you're going to have literally twenty shows that you are kickstarting. And you have only seen three of them in, you know, a span of, you know, two seasons. 
and you're still waiting for the next one that's going to come in the next season. And by the way, that first one that you've seen, yeah, they had budget issues and half of it looked like crap. But guess what? It's kickstarted, so you you don't you're too bad. I mean, you, you there's no risk to them, so you get what you get. I mean, ugh. I can see it. I can totally see it happening. So, kickstart your anime. That's the title. <laughs> uh, what or, or something like uh, kickstart uh, attack on Kickstarter? <laughs> attack uh, on Kickstarter. A <laughs> one Kickstarter. Oh, there's a million of them. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I like. I like kickstart your anime. I like kickstart your. That's simple. I know. Yeah, I, I will go with that one. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it can happen. Definitely, if this is a great concept of a, a discussion, so if anybody has any thoughts of where you could go with that, uh, definitely leave us a comment in the thread for this particular podcast episode, because I'd love to hear people's thoughts on if maybe you love the idea of Kickstarter, maybe you hate the idea of Kickstarter. I know we got we got, we got got a couple people mad at us last time we went a little bit, got a little annoyed at Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> Do it too much. And I know they probably rolled their eyes when they heard me bring up this this uh, topic, but I really wanted to get this into the topic because I think that is worth discussing. And that brings up a great point of the idea of kickstarting each season because it could totally happen. It's only going to take the first one that does it because Japan's not stupid. They but it's a two side. It's a two sided thing. Uh, Japan's not stupid. And studios are constantly looking for ways to make money in the, the front. That's why they love uh, licensing their stuff to streaming sites like Crunchyroll. They're getting a lot of money up front. They literally say, we're going to make uh, this new show. And Crunchyroll goes, we want it, we want it, we want it, we'll give you this much. And it's like literally that's money in their bank right then. And they can use oh, that to you know animate. what I just thought of? So this is going <laughs> to add So this is going to add another source of revenue for that up front. They're literally going to get lots of money up front. That's going to help. And it's a good thing. That's a good thing these studios are going to get more money. It's just when that becomes exploitive is always the concern. It is like I said, that concept of you getting 10 shows each season that's going to be kickstarted. Uh, I just thought of something that that kind of <laughs> fit it. You 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 made me think about things. Me crispy and super pessimistic again. <laughs> Did you ever think about maybe that's possibly why they're making so many Dagon anime? They're waiting for the moment that Kickstarter is going to open up. No, there. because because they're they're dumping them all off on Crunchyroll and that and they're getting revenue based on how many shows. Well, the I did think about that for the sake of uh, the, when they bundle shows. I thought about that for that sake because there's there was a lot of cases where there's shows where you're like, why do they even bother having that? Like that's like uh, I think I, I honestly think Randy Coco was a case of that. I honestly think Rennie Coco's what or Rennie Coco was a show that they said, Do you want this show? Well, you're gonna have to take Rennie Coco too. And I think that's really a case of them kind of throwing out stuff just because they easily get licensed over here and they bundle in or whatever. But that so is that considered one stream or is that considered two separate streams? Because Dude. don't they doesn't Crunchyroll isn't their pay pay model based on however many times it's viewed? No, they pay an upfront, and then there's obviously going to be royalties after that. Yeah, the royalties, and then the the so so basically what I'm saying is okay. Um, Studio Dean makes five shows this season. Mm-hmm. They sit, they give all those those shows to Crunchyroll, and they get back money based on how many shows are. No, they they go okay. Crunchyroll goes okay. You have Little Witch Academia. Well, we want that. And they said no. Netflix paid us this much for it, and they're technically on the committee for it. You can't have it. Um, so that was a bad example. 
uh, Akashic Records of Bastard Instructor. Crunchyroll goes to them and says, we want that. They go, okay, well, it's it's this much. It, they actually say it's this much per episode. So you're, they're going to pay this much per episode. They'll they'll time that out, and they'll say, okay, that's that much. Right. Here you go. And then when they get it, they then start streaming it, and then Crunchy will give them a part of the revenue of it. Right. Now, that's and what and I, I know originally, when they so, first so the explained mo- it, it was literally just per view. So it was so based they've off changed of, their vi- uh, their their model, their pay model. I've just I've, I'm just saying I've heard both of them. Crunchyroll at some point explained that they uh, they they take your subscription and divide it to whatever shows you watch to the the the, the company. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then I think Funimation. I know they had a license fee, but yeah, right. But I've also heard them explain the idea that they have literally uh, they're paying so much per episode. So literally, it's like. $1,000 per episode, so it's $12,000 for that show. Right. So I've heard both models. I'm not sure if maybe Crunchyroll did it that way, and then Funimation did a different way. Don't know. I don't know. To your to your point, no, I don't know if that's technically why they make so many shows, but <laughs> it, it is easily um, could be. But I don't think they're literally doing that for the sake of getting streaming money, but they could. I mean, it's it's been working out, and I know it's not a, a small chunk of money for Japan or the studios, so... I think it's been helping them in the end. Anything else on that one? It ended up turning me some good discussion, even though it was mostly just ranting about Kickstarter again. <laughs> uh, our community. It's time to move on to our community. We have a few, a couple <laughs> community questions. I, like I said earlier, I tried to make a shout out for people. I got a lot of, I got a lot of replies, but nobody posted some. So let me see if anything changed. No, I don't think anybody posted since we started the podcast. So we're just going to have to deal with what we have. So hopefully these two questions will have a lot of discussion in them. <laughs> uh, Blue Spark. Of course, for those who don't know, you can go to talkingspeed.com, go to the form links at the top, uh, sign up if you haven't already, go down to the uh, anime, anime cast discussion forums, go to the anime question thread, and you can post a question for us to read on the podcast for our discussional podcast. Um, for anybody that doesn't want to register, why wouldn't you? But if you don't, you can go to talkspear.com, go to the contact us button on the top, and it'll just put your question in there and send, it'll send it to me. And then I'll hopefully we'll keep track of it because email is difficult to keep track of. <laughs> Anywho, uh, first question we have is from Blue Spark. Blue Spark says, since the last question I asked you guys was rather tough to qu- uh, answer on the spot, I'll follow up with the one that is a bit more personal but should be also be much simpler to answer. How do you make time for anime? Uh, are the specific hours in the days, uh, day in the week that you dedicate to watching shows? How do you handle weekly airing versus finished uh, binge watching ready or binge ready shows? Do you uh, plan other activities, be it gaming and hobbies or anything else, to match your fixed anime time, or do you fit in anime whenever you have gaps in your schedule? Can I try? Huh? Can I try? Sure. Okay. I go to work. I come home. I take a shower. I come in here, put a towel on Andrew's chair, sit down, and we watch anime. Yep. That's uh, pretty much it. Yeah, because, of course, we like to watch... We try to cover all the shows per season, so that ends up putting us in the bind, because more shows every season is pretty much to the point now where it's (laughs) constantly we're having to watch in order to keep it all up. Which always brings up the question every season of... Should we drop some just to give us a breathing space? I know this last week or this last couple weeks ago, we, uh, I, I told Chris we're going to stop currently watching season and watch all of, uh, 
um, 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 Sound of the Sky. And just that, like, two days worth of watching just that show, I we've, we've still yet to catch up from that. It's like, well, that literally that puts us behind. That and your trip threw us off a little bit, too. That was only one evening, though. So, well, you, you add that with the two other, I mean, so yeah, technically three days. Four, yeah. Three, three evenings that we had uh, put back. It's like anything we do. That's like uh, we watched Kizumatari the other night, and it's like that's technically another hour off. So that's technically two shows that we could have watched, and now we're still two shows behind or two episodes behind. Uh, so it's a pain in the butt. Uh, the only thing that we've recently done for gaming wise is that uh, Monday and Tuesday we sometimes will, well, most of the time we'll play other things. It's like our we need to take a break from anime so we won't kill ourselves. Um, but there's still sometimes where like this week we're like we really need to not do that we'll we'll watch more anime because we gotta get caught up so yeah it's it's work sleep eat sometimes gaming always anime so but yeah it's 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 not like it's oh my gosh first world problems here uh it's something we enjoy um something we enjoy covering and make sure that people uh get our opinions on these shows uh telling people about shows that they don't would otherwise never hurt hear about because you know nobody else cares about it and that's that's what we enjoy doing, telling people, oh, you should watch this show. And they go, well, I've never heard anybody talk about that show, and I really love it now. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that, and I love hearing that. I love hearing people say, this wasn't even on my radar. I've heard nobody talk about this, and you guys piqued my interest. I watched it, and I loved it to death. Thank you for suggesting it. That, that means uh, a lot. So it's always good to hear. Yep. Yeah. Did we cover all those questions? Um... The binge ready. I mean, was, you, yeah. you, have, you have the concept. The, the binge ready shows. That's a tough one because technically, the only thing we've done that recently with, outside of stuff that we get from like Right Stuff and Sunrise and uh, Nozomi Entertainment, is uh, the the Monogatari series because we wanted to, we wanted to get caught up on that one. And that was really a case of we would just get caught up, <laughs> and before and that we, was we binge watch fairy tale. <laughs> yeah, but but the thing with Monogatari is it was literally quick because they're like. We watch one segment, it's like four episodes. We watch one segment, it's 12 episodes. So they're little short segments. So we were able to kind of watch them really quickly, do a review on it, and get caught up on the current season. And then we go back to it. Uh, and right now, a lot of our outside of our gaming and current season has been, you know, invested into Right Stuff, Nozomi, you know, keeping up on their review copies they send us. And those are those are a little more difficult to kind of fit in there, but we're trying to in order to keep that relationship going with those companies. So, and we really like a lot of the shows they sent us. Gundam, so <laughs> we're, we're becoming Gundam fans now. So that's that's a plus side to that one. Uh, let's see here. Let's see, yeah, the other activity is gaming. So, yeah, cool stuff. Hopefully, we can keep it up and not die from it. So that's always a bad thing. Thanks for the question, Blue Spark. That was that was a good one. Uh, next one we have is from Futa. Welcome back, Futa. It says, uh, hi, everyone. Sorry I've been away for so long. A couple questions. What is your go-to anime to rewatch when you are feeling down? I have, uh, Nishijo. I love, well, not necessarily, like, plugging in Nishijo and watching it. <laughs> Even though I now finally have it, uh, I'll just Google search Nishijo and watch clips on YouTube. And, uh, that's always a, a, a pick-me-up for me. Uh, every now and then I'll do the same thing for Carnival Phantasm because sadly we've yet to ever get it. Come on, Aniplex America, you can totally release that one. I'll buy it. 
And I also do that same thing for Izzy or the Rabbit. I'll, I'll check out little snips of that. Yeah, th- it, that implies that I actually watch things over and over again. But yeah, it would be something simple like it's Izzy clips. Order or Rabbit. Or, yeah, it would be clips and stuff like that. I, it's it's hard to pick one out that I would just go, well, I guess Nozomi, Nozoki-kun would be something like that. It would be something that is kind of uplifting and fun for me. I just like the fun, stupid stuff. So never watch clips of uh, Expel from Paradise just to watch the like the action scene towards the end there. It's literally just scenes. I, I literally don't plug in a show and watch the entire thing over again. Because <laughs> mainly because there's a lot of shows that I watch, it'll probably make me more depressed. Uh, rewatched Clint uh, Ad way too many times. That's another one. Just watch the fun parts of that show, and not anytime, the sad parts. Anytime we go, oh hey, we should re- we we want to or when when one of us says, I want to watch this, and 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 the other of us is like, we could be doing this. Yeah, we got we got to we got to finish <laughs> watching this one because we need to do a, a podcast series on that one. <laughs> We're in trouble. Uh, second question Fuda has is, what anime have you wa- uh, rewatched the most? Tenchi. It's probably gonna be Tenchi, because um, I it's either Tenchi or Neon Genesis Evangelion. I want to say Neon Genesis mm. Evangelion for me. I would say not for me, definitely not. I think I've watched that maybe a total of two times at, at total. I it's it's a great show, and I think it's a gorgeous show, and it's brilliantly written. But it's not something that is in my taste at all. Well, say. The Tenchi one, the the problem for me is that I never had a copy of Tenchi. Chris had a copy of Tenchi. My my first anime purchase was uh, technically like a full-on series purchase was Neon Evangelion. I got that entire box set DVDs. And um, like I said, I never had a Tenchi series. So it's probably why I watched that DVD a lot. And... But I did watch a lot of clips of it online. I remember when Chris, when we finally were kind of living together here, um, when we first started living here, uh, together here, when we moved down to where we're at right now, uh, he had a copy of it. And I think I remember watching it a couple times at that point. But it just so happens I had you know, Evangelion, and I watched that a lot. Uh, but I've also watched... Uh, and So I want to say that I watched Tenchi in full probably twice. I watched the first episode 500 times. 500 billion times. <laughs> I want to say I watched all the way through Neon Genesis Evangelion probably five times over like long, long time. Uh, ever since I got it like... I want to say I got it like in 2000 or something like that. I've watched through most of Nishijou a couple times um ghost in the shell i think i've watched but that's just a movie though that's a little bit different story it's not as much of a, an investment i want to say i've watched that probably four or five times well if golden boy into- i've watched three times maybe so maybe i've watched golden boy more than tenchi <laughs> but again tenchi's long golden boy's short so well, it, it, it on on my side, Tenchi. When I say Tenchi, I probably would lean towards okay. It's probably I'm universe. Tenchi universe. I've watched Tenchi universe. What feels like for a million and a half times. I love that mo- that show. Tenchi in Tokyo. I've watched a few times. I watched that twice or uh, once. Um, yeah, I watched all these sequels once, maybe. Now. The movie I've watched like four times because I got that was my first VHS anime I got. Daughter of Darkness was probably now I love the Tenchi first and love. one. Tenchi and Love is just there's it's yeah it's killer but one. it's not as fun as uh, Daughter of Darkness or 
the other one. No, I just love the story. Yeah, now Tenchi and Love is a beautiful story. It's it's a great story. Um, now, if I was going for my sci-fi, probably would go with Armitage. I've watched that a few times. Oh, I liked I Armitage. About that one. I even e- I don't even think ba- I don't even think Battle Angel came close to how many times I watched Armitage. I love uh, what is her name, Armitage. Uh, yeah. That's the main character. Yeah, I she's she, her artwork. Everything about her is just f- gorgeous. I love her, um, and so I would I watch that constantly, um, and I think that's probably you'd be hard pressed. And but I don't remember how many times I've actually watched it. It's just, I just remember watching it so many times. Um, yeah, Naomi Armitage. Now. Outside of those two, probably the only other one that I probably watched a few times is probably Record of Lotus Wars. I love that show. Um, and then a far distant last place. It, overall, this is most rewatched. Remember, you, that's this. Um, it would probably be something like um, your Dragon Ball, uh, Arslan. Some of the some of the the ones that we keep mentioning a lot are the shows that we watched a million and a half times. So yeah, I I've not watched anything a million and a half times. So I I think mm-hmm. if you watched any of these things a million and a half times, you probably You'd still be watching still it, watching it, and you probably <laughs> watching it long before you're born. Uh what's that? Uh, Hanakio Maids. I watched a few times. Don't ask. Don't know what that is. That's the the pervy we watched Shoto uh, with all the maids that kept. Doing, wanting to get in his bed. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I don't know. It worked for me. <laughs> it was a great show. La- watched a lot of uh, Love Blue Girl. Just to laugh at that one a lot. Love Blue Girl, Roots of Lust. <laughs> just, don't watch that. It's a very inappropriate movie. Uh, hentai, technically. <laughs> just, but that was like the funniest dub ever. And when I was a kid, I got a kick out of it. It was hilarious. A lot of that stuff that was. I can. <laughs> No, <laughs> best dub ever. <laughs> it's like anybody that it's it's like the um, what was that ghost stories or whatever that has that really absurd dub. Yeah, it's like anybody that talks about that. I go, you have not watched the Booker have you? <laughs> See, that was like absurd, and they were just going off the cuff. It was there was nothing to do with the show. They were just dubbing it. La Blue Girl was like they were literally trying to do something. <laughs> A, like appropriate to the context and it was abs- it was stupid and it, it's hilarious at the same time but it matches what the hell's happening so it's yeah I want to get off that conversation <laughs> um I'm gonna make sure that I don't nobody posted uh, I did want to get in here and 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 talk about or at least mention miss 145's uh he he caught question it, because so. <laughs> uh, what happened is that Chris took the last question we had on our outline last podcast and made it into last week's episode, but I never mentioned Miss 145's comments, so I wanted to at least get his perspective in here, if there was any perspective in here. Um, he said the recreator's uh, thread inspired me to ask a series of questions. So what's your take on lengthy info dumps? Uh, it seems like, uh, it seems to me that they are a necessary evil and people seem to complain no end about it. Uh, usually, the uh, usually the counter of the info dumps the whole idea of show don't tell, uh, but I feel that people will then complain they don't understand what's going on. Do you feel this uh, the way as I do with the show don't tell concept? 
Also, when people talk about the show don't tell concept, they never give examples about it, which is probably uh, which probably I feel this uh, the way towards it because I don't really have a good grasp on show that uh, show that don't pull that pull off the concept very well. Uh, yeah, we covered all that in the last weeks. So like I said, I just really wanted to get his question in there and his comments in that question because I felt like I screwed up not mentioning that when that technique. And as was we figured it. out, the answer to the question is Monogatari. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of great feedback from that episode, so I definitely appreciate everybody kind of uh, chiming in. I didn't I haven't replied to all of them yet because it's um, it's a lot of discussion happening there, but uh, and been a little busy, but. Now, I, I don't know if I did mention in that podcast episode, but I do agree with the idea that it's kind of difficult to mention an example of Show Don't Tell when technically you shouldn't notice it if it's done well. So that's kind of a funny thing about that. So you, you kind of hit that with your comments. So cool stuff. But yeah, that's all the questions we have. And that's very unfortunate. I uh, So this is one of those times where we go... We need you guys to chime in, uh, bring us questions, uh, think about it. It doesn't mean you have to compulsively throw whatever you th- comes to the top of your head. Definitely uh, think of some really cool questions for us and throw them on here and uh, challenge us. We always like that kind of stuff. Challenge is always fun. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I want to be lazy, though. That's true. There's no more who's going to die questions. Chris doesn't ever answer those ones. <laughs> I get out of it every time. We got a lot of them at some point, and I think at some point I said, Chris is never going to answer these, so please stop just asking. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody stopped asking it, so I guess that they got the hint there. And then we got the question about the uh, the Remilia thing and and Subway. And Subway. So technically we got one of them, but it was not quite a who's going to die thing, so it worked out fine. So yeah, that's all we have. That's, that's it. That's uh, not quite the... Usual 145 uh, discussional podcast episode, but getting pretty close there. So we hope you guys enjoyed this discussional podcast episode. And uh, you have anything else to add? I could step on your toe and make you, like, complain about it for the next 15 minutes. No, that's all right. That's all right. We have... we have. Uh, and finally, the dog stops stops wandering around the room. He's been driving him nuts this entire episode. It's like he keeps getting up and it's like, dude, seriously, just let her bark and then we'll deal with it then. Well, the the the, the show's probably actually uh, an hour and 20 minutes because... Yes, all those times. I paused it a couple times during that. But yeah, we have we have recreators to watch because apparently something big happened in that one. I've been wo- I've been avoiding Twitter all day because of that. Uh, and then we got some Kizimonokutari to watch. So yes. We'll Wait, that. That, so we have things to do. I want to do an unboxing of it first, but I think I can put it back in the sleeve just to do an unboxing. That'll work. We'll do that. Yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed it. They'll never know. They'll never know. This is cool. Then now they know because it is said in the podcast. But only the podcast listeners will know. So you have an inside scoop. <laughs> on until somebody, the unboxing. Until, until somebody Don't goes on. Don't put it in the comment section. Yeah, they're going to go in the comment section and, and let it out. Stop. <laughs> Don't you dare. No. Anyways. We hope you guys enjoyed. Again, we're from otakuspread.com. Go there for our news reviews and coverage of Noodle on Anime, as well as our wonderful community in the form links at the top there. Social media links on the right side, and all that good jazz. I didn't do a monkey. Oh. Somebody said that I had to do a monkey. Yeah. I told you that because of that, you you should have just got it out of the way. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Hope you guys enjoyed. Y'all take care. Os. Oh, s- e. <laughs>
Thank <laughs> you.